Greetings, listeners of the Latin Prayer Podcast. My name is Dylan Drago, and welcome back for another episode. As I had mentioned in our last episode, I'd like to go through the Confitior today. Now, if you are like me, having found the traditional Latin Mass much later in your life, you will remember the Confitior by its English counterpart, the I Confess to Almighty God prayer, which exists in the Novus Ordo Mass. And having discovered the traditional Latin Mass and the original text of the Confitior in Latin, I was blown away at how much is not being asked for in the new prayer, how fewer saints are being invoked during the Confitior. And so I think it is totally worth our time, effort, and energy to commit the Latin prayer to memory. And if you are attending a traditional Latin Mass, to say these words silently to yourself or in your heart while the altar server is praying this with the priest. Now, while I don't plan on doing a comparison between the Novus Ordo Confitior and the traditional Latin Mass Confitior, I think that might be for another episode. I would like to spend today just looking at how do we remember this prayer easily, what its English words mean, and so we can increase our prayer life and devotional life by praying this prayer during the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass and outside of the Mass also. So, with that in mind, let's dive in, shall we? In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Confitior Deo Omnipotenti, Beate Maria Semper Virgini, Beato Michaeli Arcangelo, Beato Giovanni Baptiste, Sanctis Apostolis Petro et Paolo, Omnibus Sanctis et Tibi Pater, quia peccavinimis cogitatione verbo et opere. Mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. Idio precor beatam Mariam Semper Virginem, beatam Michaelam Arcangelum, beatam Ioannem Baptistem, Sanctos Apostolos Petrum et Paulum, Omnes Sanctos et Te Pater, orare pro me ad Dominum Deum Nostrum. Amen. In nomine Patris et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. So let's start at the beginning. What does the word confitior actually mean? It means I confess. It should make you think of the word confess. Confitior, I confess. To whom are we confessing? To Almighty God. So we say confitior Deo Omnipotenti. Omnipotenti should make you think of the omnipotent and Deo meaning God. To whom else are we confessing? Well, we are confessing also to the Blessed Mary, Ever-Virgin. So to say Blessed Mary, we say Beate Marie, and then Ever-Virgin is Semper Virgini. You would remember the word Semper from the Gloria, right? At the very end of the Gloria, we have the words Sicuterat in principio et nunc et semper, et in secula seculorum. So that et nunc et semper is, and now and always. So when we say, Beate Mariae Semper Virgini, what we're saying is the Blessed Mary, always a virgin, ever virgin. Next, we're confessing to St. Michael the Archangel, and we say, Blessed Michael the Archangel in the Latin Confitior, so it's Beato Michaeli Archangelo. And then after St. Michael, we confess to Blessed John the Baptist, which is Beato Giovanni Baptiste. Now, as a side note here, you'll notice that in the Latin 
they don't have the letter J. So every time you see the word J in the English, it's pronounced with an I. So even the name of our blessed Lord, Jesus, is Iesus, not Jesus, right? We have that J in English, but we don't have that pronunciation in Latin. So same with blessed John the Baptist. We say Beato Ioanni Baptiste. After St. John the Baptist, we confess to the saints Peter and Paul, the apostles. So we say, Sanctis Apostolis Petro et Paolo. So, Sanctis would be the plural of Sanctus, or Holy. Apostolis, which would make you think of the apostles. And then for Peter and Paul, we have their names, Petro et Paolo. So going from the beginning, we have, I confess to Almighty God, Confitior Deo Omnipotenti. And then, to the Blessed Mary of a Virgin, Beate Maria Semper Virgini. Then to Blessed Michael the Archangel, Beato Michaeli Archangelo, Beato Giovanni Baptiste, which is Blessed St. John the Baptist. And then the Holy Apostles, Sanctis Apostolis, Petro et Paolo. Then we confess to all of the saints and to the priest who is standing at the foot of the altar. And so we say this first to all the saints, Omnibus Sanctis. Omnibus meaning everybody, Sanctis meaning saints. So all of the saints, Omnibus Sanctis, and you, Father, et tibi, which is and you, Pater, which is Father. And we're not addressing God the Father here, we're addressing the priest who is standing at the foot of the altar. Now in our confession to God the Father Almighty, then our Blessed Mother, Blessed Michael the Archangel, St. John the Baptist, the Holy Apostles, Peter and Paul, and all of the saints, we are confessing something to all of them and to the priest. And what we are confessing is that we have sinned exceedingly in thought, word, and deed. So how do we say that I have sinned exceedingly? Quia peccavi nimis. So quia should be that. Peccavi should make you think of the other words for sin, peccatoris, right? So that's to sin. And the word nimis means too much or excessively. So when we put this together, what we're saying is that I have greatly sinned or I have sinned too much. Now, how do we say in my thoughts? The word is cogitazione, and it should make you think of your cognition, so in your thinking. How do we say in our words? Verbo. And verbo should make you think of the word verbatim or word. Et opere. And opere should make you think of your operations or your actions. So in our thoughts, cogitazione, in our cognition, in our verbo, our words, and our deeds, our operations. So opere. The next part in Latin goes mea culpa. Mea culpa, mea maxima culpa, which you could probably already guess means through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault or maximum fault. Now we're more than halfway through here. The remainder of the prayer then finishes with therefore I beseech and then we're going to repeat all of the mentioned saints and intercessors. So how do we say therefore? Ideo. 
So ideo means therefore. How do we say I beseech? Precor. Now precor actually means I pray. So ideo precor means therefore I pray. And then we go through the entire list of the invocation of the saints that we've already mentioned. The endings are a little bit different because the action that we are performing towards them is slightly different. So, Idio Precor, Beatum Mariam Semper Virginem, which is the Blessed Mary of a Virgin, Beatum Michaelem Archangelum, Blessed Michael the Archangel, Beatum Ioannem Baptistum, Blessed St. John the Baptist, and then Sanctos Apostolos Petrum et Paulum, the Holy Apostles Peter and Paul, Omnes Sanctos, all of the saints, et te, Pater, and you, Father, which is the priest standing at the foot of the altar, orare pro me ad dominum deum nostrum is the last line, which is to pray for me to the Lord our God. So orare pro me, which is pray for me, ad tu dominum deum nostrum, the Lord our God. Amen. Again, I want to reiterate that although you can pray this silently alongside the altar server during the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, this is a great prayer that you can pray anytime, anytime that you want to convict yourself before Almighty God and to ask the invocation of the saints to aid you in this moment so that you can grow in grace and virtue and to combat your faults, your vices, your challenges in this temporal world. And maybe we can just... Stop for a second and think about why these specific saints are being invoked. We're confessing to Almighty God, to the Blessed Mary of a Virgin, to Saint Michael the Archangel, to Blessed John the Baptist, the Holy Apostles Peter and Paul, and then all of the saints, and then the priest. So why in that order? What special aid is granted to these advocates of ours, right? Think about this. There is no greater advocate that you or I could have outside of our Lord Jesus Christ than his Blessed Mother, whose role it is in the temporal world to crush the head of Satan. And then we look at Blessed Michael the Archangel, who threw Satan out of heaven, who crushed him in the eternal realm. And then we have St. John the Baptist, whose role it was to prepare the way of the Lord by calling all of us to repentance by confessing our sins and to seek forgiveness from the Lamb of God who was slain. And then we come to St. Peter and Paul. Now, have you ever stopped to wonder why our Lord in his infinite wisdom would have put these two saints, these two bulwarks of the faith and symbols of the Catholic Church itself, into this prayer? From the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 26, verse 69 to 75. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. I find it strangely poetic and beautiful that we strike our breast three times when we say, Mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. Who better than St. Peter would understand this gesture and would then seek to pray for those who invoke him. And then we have St. Paul. 
who in the book of Acts, chapter 9, verse 1, we look at it and says, But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, and continuing to persecute them. And when we think about persecution, not only was he harassing them, and not only was he trying to get them to renounce their faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, but he was doing so in a cruel manner, so that after his conversion, he would call himself the chief of sinners. In his letter to Timothy, he said, Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. And in his letter, first letter to the Corinthians, he said, For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. So here we see both St. Paul and St. Peter understood very clearly the depth of sin. They knew exactly what it was like to be the furthest that you could possibly be away from our Lord Jesus Christ. And then, to be forgiven, to be restored, to be confirmed, and then to be elevated to the heights that grace could bestow upon their nature. The reason I've spent so much time reflecting on St. Peter and St. Paul in this episode is because it is extremely encouraging and very hopeful to the penitent. Unlike our Blessed Mother, they were not conceived without original sin. And unlike St. John the Baptist, they were not confirmed in grace in their mother's womb. Unlike St. Michael the Archangel, they did not have angelic nature. They did not make their decision from the beginning of time. They were human. They were sinful. And they knew very deeply, like I mentioned before, the depths of sin and what it means to be as far away as you could possibly be from our Lord Jesus Christ. We follow their example. We strike our chests and cry out, mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa, and know that these two incredible saints who understand very perfectly our human condition and our suffering in our sin would be more than ready to lend their aid and offer their assistance so that we would be forgiven by God and we would amend our lives and reach the heights of perfection in grace and virtue that God desires for our life. And that's it. And that right there is the entire game that we become who God created us to become, the men and women that God has desired from all eternity for us to become. Well, there you have it, folks. I hope you've enjoyed this episode as we took a deep dive into the Confidior. For our next episode, I wanted to let you know that I've already begun the translation process for the Rosary of the Most Holy Wounds of Our Lord Jesus Christ, as requested from one of our listeners. I believe it was Craig and Kristen Muir, and so I should have the completion of that translation. And so I will record two episodes. We will go through it once in English, and I will make it available so that you can just listen to it. We won't be doing a dive into it or breaking down the prayer. We'll just pray the rosary or the chaplet, and then I will do it once again in Latin. If you do want a full breakdown where we're actually looking at what each of those words mean, I'd be happy to do that, but I don't think at this point it's necessary. There's a lot of other more pressing prayers that I think it would be more beneficial for us to break down and learn. I want to thank all of our patrons. 
If you are in a financial position to support this podcast and would like to do so, please visit us at www.patreon.com forward slash the Latin Prayer Podcast. This podcast is being made possible because of the financial contributions of our patrons, and so I want to take a moment and thank all of them. Departing contestant Mary Stark, Gardner Girl, Roxanne Smith, Nate Igalinski, Tim Nebel, Mykon Coates, John Harubin, Gerald Fitzpatrick, Marianne Bernard, Kimberly Jacobs, Bernadette Francisco, and our two newest patrons, Rogelio Abueme and John Santolucito. Thank you so much for your kindness and your generosity. May God reward you richly. And as we always do, I'd like to finish this podcast by praying for all of our patrons, for asking God to guide them, to protect them, to pray for them, their family members, and their intentions. So please join me. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in celi sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cello et in terra. Panem Nostrum, quotidianum da nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationum, sed libera nos a malo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Iesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus nunc, et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. So until our next episode, thank you so much for joining me this week. May God bless you, may Our Lady keep you close to her Immaculate Heart, and may she lead you to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ.